since I first started doing this, all my rant topics have been like majorly serious or controversial topics, which is fine, but it's exhausting and I don't want to right now. So we're going to talk about something completely unrelated and anybody who is a Sanderson fan or in any way interested in reading the books, beware. We got major spoilers coming because today we're going to talk about Adolin Klein. Okay, so am I the only one who thinks that Adolin would just make a fantastic villain? Like, it, it was just, it was just, it was right there at the end of Words of Radiance where he kills Sadius and it's just, oh, it's so good. Where he's like, I'm not my father and oh, it's just so good. And then in Oathbringer, he's like this super possessive, like, kind of lover over Shallan and I guess we're supposed to find it cute because at the end when he's like I'm giving you to Kaladin Shallan's like that's my choice to make I don't I won't be given to anyone but like the fact that Adolin felt that he could give her to anybody and just have that be okay in any sort of way is like super alarming but it just like it petered out in in Rhythm of War which was a fantastic, fantastic book. Like Kaladin's arc, just so good. Everything with Kaladin in it is basically just my favorite thing. Um, I loved Dalinar's. I found it really kind of interesting that um, uh, Navani ended up becoming one of the Bondsmiths, which was I did not see coming. And another thing that I did not see coming was Teravangian becoming um, Odium, which it was like it was one of those really fantastic plot twists where it's like once you get there you're like oh of course duh but until that point you were completely in the dark until the act until like the literal switch was flipped so that was fantastic but something that i thought was really great that they've really been building to from more or less the first book is kaladin and adolin as kind of foils of each other where they can build each other up, but also in certain ways, they're extremely different. Um, there's no way in the world Kaladin would have ever killed Sadius the way that Adolin did. And we know that because Kaladin's had his chances to do that, and he didn't. And and it's because of the, the way that they, that, they, that they think, that they emote, is just different. Kaladin, as a... Um, uh, shoot. Uh, Windrunner. Kaladin, as a Windrunner, is very dependent on his sense of honor and, and what that means to himself. And it's really kind of interesting the way that the Honor Spring um, gravitates to the Windrunners in the sense of their, it, it is their own sort of sense of what is honorable, and yet there's also this general parameter of what's considered honorable and what's not and yet within those parameters you're able to interpret it you're it's very cool and one of the things that brandon sanderson does super well is is get into the hearts and minds of people who have been broken and you know kaladin has been majorly broken and that shows really well in rhythm of war that he's able to finally start healing and not just healing himself but he's able to heal himself through uh through his efforts of healing others by basically 
inventing psychology and group therapy and it's just great i loved it so much and you know i really hope in in book five we get some um Del and are participating in Kaladin's therapy sessions because that would just be so great. I would love that so much. But anyway, um, yeah. So I just, I think Del and is going to die, honestly, in book five. Um, it's, it's going in that direction where Del and is being built up as this kind of almost savior type character and he has done from the beginning and he's he's kind of getting to that point where he's he's topped out there's nothing else that he can do as a character except push other characters forward kaladin is similar except that kaladin like i said has a foil in adolin and the only way that i could see that really being pushed out um, is if Adolin becomes the champion for Odium, which would be amazing. And that's something that I actually dropped as a prediction after Words of Radiance for Oathbringer, that Adolin would become the champion for Odium and would fight Kaladin. And the reason why, obviously, Kaladin would be chosen as the champion for Honor is that uh, Dalinar as an, um, I mean, Dalinar can still fight in a way. He would be able to use a normal sword, but, you know, he has bad reactions with, um, the, the, the shards, the shard blades because of the relationship that they have with the Spren. And of course the Stormfather doesn't become a sword. I mean, he was forced into it in book three which was really good i can't tell i'm a bit of a fangirl for these stories but it's just you know well-written stories just oh i love it so much because there's so few of them anymore anyway it it just you know it, it, he's kind of passing the torch kind of thing and then we just kind of had a adolin who went to shadesmar and did nothing it was really disappointing honestly especially because the whole shallan adolin thing relationship interaction has always kind of been super boring to me they're i don't, I don't know shallan isn't really my favorite character overall in general which is kind of a bummer because i really enjoyed her um kind of shift from naivete to becoming a more confident individual even if she was trying to fake it so I, I really enjoyed her in book one i thought that she was developed really well in book two while she was trying to transition into you know this strong you know confident young woman um on her own without her mentor i really enjoyed that it was in the third one, Oathbringer, where I started to get my disconnection with Shalon, and a lot of that had to do with her relationship with Adolin. And I, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I was a Kaladin Shalon shipper from book one, and when it 
started to lean in that direction in book two. I was super excited. I still kind of felt that it was going to end with a Shalon Adolin endgame, but I was, I was hoping, you know, fingers crossed. And then it got to book three and I was so disappointed. Brandon Sanderson introduced this love triangle and then he didn't let it develop into something that was, I don't know, that felt resolved by the end of the book when Shalon picks Adolin because a lot of the, the situations and conversations that we should have seen between Shalon and Kaladin, seeing their relationship, their friendship, their, their differences and their similarities, we didn't really get to see that because they were cut. And instead, we focused solely on Shalon and Adolin and the interactions that they had were just boring, honestly. I th it was kind of cool the way that Shalon started to fracture herself when she created Radiant and you know how that it, and, and also Veil and and that was that was cool but it just Adolin's kind of boring when he's not being evil anyway, anyway I started saying that it just felt like from the very beginning of book one by by mirroring Kaladin and Adolin off of each other you're kind of getting this inverse um sense of honor you know the way kaladin is just super straight laced and adolin is willing to do you know the the murders in the dark you know and and how they've they've grown up together but also they've kind of started to shift in certain aspects and then they come back together and shift and come back but there was no real development with adolin in in rhythm of war and it was just really disappointing because it i felt like adolin again would be such a fantastic bad guy because he's not a bad guy another thing to consider is that adolin is very self-centered as a person as a character and that's not necessarily a bad thing i know a lot of people who are very self-centered in their lives but who are also extremely giving and very loving and who you know would go out and do anything for anybody else but the thing is is that it's all filtered through this subconscious idea of what about me and you know I'll do this but what am I getting out of it and if your self-centeredness largely altruistic then what you're getting out of it is the satisfaction of having helped other people Adolin is more of a I don't know it comes down to his his pride right he he needs to be the best he needs to be the hero he he does it in his dueling he does it in his his diplomacy with his friends he's very charismatic and he he needs to be liked and if he's not liked he needs to be disliked on his own terms so when he started to give up his friends when he started to say you know i'm not going in that direction it was because he chose to do it as opposed to earlier and this is book one stuff we're talking here is like earlier you know he he chafed under his dad's enforcement of the rules you have to do things this way you have to do things that way and he was like why should i and then once he started to understand why those things were important in his own in his own sphere then he started to accept it but when things started to change and change really drastically, especially in Oathbringer, which is one of the reasons why that conflict with him deciding to give up Shallan happened in the first place, is he felt really 
worthless, right? He felt extremely replaceable. And that's not something that Adolin Colin has ever felt before. So you have, you know, his, his girlfriend is a radiant, his cousin is a radiant, his brother is a radiant, his father is a radiant, and he's not. He's just normal. And the reason for this is because Adolin is not broken. Adolin is the kind of person that I don't think can be broken because he's so elastic in the way that he allows himself to feel. He's told to do things he doesn't want to do, so he rationalizes it in his own life to come to those conclusions so that it's not forced, it's his own idea. And so he's just, he's too elastic to be broken. He's too elastic to have those cracks to to be filled. That's another thing that really separates him from Kaladin is their their level of broken. And, you know, Kaladin is completely shattered by the life that he has lived. I mean, to the point where in Rhythm of War, I mean, he is like at his absolute lowest. And Adolin just kind of keeps coasting. He's very stagnant. He, he had some character development in The Way of Kings when he had to kind of come to these conclusions that his father really was right about the, the rules uh, of contact, or not contact, rules of conduct. Uh, I can't remember what specifically they're called. But anyway, the rules from The Way of Kings, the book within the book, not the book itself. So he had to come to his own rationalizations that this was, in fact, the way that it ought to be. And then, you know, you see him kind of acting as a a push point for other characters. Like, Adolin is, in a lot of ways, built up to be this, like, perfect person. And so when others push up against him and then he pushes back, they, they kind of feel like, oh, that's the way I'm supposed to be as opposed to the way that I am. And then when he does something that is completely heinous, like murder Sadius in cold blood and leave him to lie on the floor to be found at a later date, they just, they start to rationalize it because in their heads, well, I'm the broken one. So clearly what Adolin did must be right on some level. So that was something in Oathbringer that just really bothered me is that at the end you have Adolin being like, BTW, I murdered Sadius, so you can't make me king because, but I can be the high prince. I just can't be the king. And you have Dalinar being like, oh, well, I mean, okay. And Shalon being, oh, well, like, okay. And in their heads, they're both thinking, well, I did this horrible thing when I was younger that you know i regret and i i it would be hypocritical of me not to give grace to adolin but the big difference between adolin's act of murder and you know dalinar's act of murder and shallan's act of self-defense is that adolin has no remorse he straight up says he would do it again those are the sorts of things that to me as a reader set adolin aside as not this perfect paragon of virtue but really kind of as a bit of a sociopath and you know the the way that he treats Shalon in a lot of cases as if she were property or as if she were owed to him and you know the way that he treats his brother as if you know he is beneath him in but like I still love him and I want to see him succeed but you know he don't push him too hard he he's 
he's delicate. You know, the way that he sees his father as infallible and then he finds out what his dad did in the past. It's just, he's really very self-centered. I feel like that would be a really good segue into his the evolution maybe his his descent into darkness where he could become the champion for odium and have it not only make sense but have it be right you know like it is satisfying that he becomes super jealous of shallan becomes super jealous of uh Renarin, who I love. I love Renarin. I'm so sad that he didn't get more screen time in Rhythm of War. I really wanted to see Renarin kind of come into himself as this like uber boss radiant, but that didn't happen. It kind of did in Oathbringer a little bit. And you know, he's like slaying these rock giants and his brother's like, well I guess I don't need to worry about him anymore. And, and then like he feels that kind of sting like he's been like usurped, which was great, like subtle villain Adolin stuff but anyway I might be projecting a little bit but you you have this I mean he's already jealous of Kaladin like extremely jealous of Kaladin that's one of the whole things in Oathbringer that goes back and forth is the his jealousy of Kaladin and and how Kaladin is this grand radiant and he's so bold and handsome and he can fly and you know and that's one of the reasons why he defers to Kaladin so that he doesn't feel replaced, so that he doesn't feel lesser when Shallan dumps him, which he assumes is inevitable. But we didn't really get any of that in Rhythm of War. He just goes to Shadesmar, he wanders around kind of aimlessly. I mean, they, they fulfill their reason for going in the end, but the only thing that I found even marginally interesting was his relationship with Maya as his shard blade and like why he doesn't want to give her up. And, and I, I kind of feel like that is a good place for Adolin to start to turn, you know, where he has Maya. He wants to, because like I said, he's not a bad guy, but it's all about Everything that he does, even his altruistic acts, are filtered through the lens of what's in it for me. So I could totally see him wanting to become a radiant on his own terms. I'm not broken, but Maya is broken, and I can fix her, and then we can work together. And then having Odium come in and be like, hey, I can help you with that. I just, that would be a really fantastic transition for Adolin to get to that point. Do I think it will happen? No, but I can hope. The thing that I find the most disappointing in this is that with such a fantastic, you know, dark champion character in Adolin, it really seems like they're majorly setting up Moash to be the champion for Odium, which would be so disappointing. I just, it really would. Moash was, so, it, it, he was such a side character, and yeah, he, he's just so empty. It, it's cold, you know? It's not, 
wouldn't be the same. And just the, if, if Dalinar were to die and, and Kaladin were to step up into that position, which he, he's really the only one who can step up into that position. And Adolin has been subtly laid out to be this, this, this guy with this, you know, strong amount of confidence. And yet at the same time, he has this very vulnerable weakness in that he needs to be the best. He needs to be the hero, which is, I think, why he, you know, told Shalon, I'm giving you to Kaladin because he could not handle her rejection. He had to make it his choice. It wasn't about her. He had to preempt this idea that, that he was not the best in her eyes by being magnanimous, by stepping back, by putting himself out of the game, so to speak. And it just, it just wouldn't be the same with Moash. So Brandon Sanderson, if you see this, and I realize that you're probably like neck deep in book five anyway, but if you just want to do a quick rewrite and change Moash from being the champion to Adolin to being the champion, I just feel like it would be so much better. And I would just, I would die happy if I were to die the day after reading that book. So those are my thoughts. I don't know if anybody was interested in this. I really don't care. I needed a breather. I look forward to ranting again with you next week. We'll see what direction I go in and it'll be great. If you haven't read Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's a bit, as you can see, of an investment in time, but totally worth it. Any of his books are absolutely worth a read except for Alcatraz but that's a rant for another day hey guys thanks for watching that video if you enjoyed it make sure you like subscribe and do all those things that you do when you enjoy a video if you'd like to learn more about us at moms for america or the millennial rant you can visit our website at millennialrant.com or see us on our instagram page at millennial underscore rant i look forward to seeing you next week and i hope that you have a wonderful day